we're very hot. Uh, I'm really excited. This could be like the behind the scenes <laughs> type thing. Like the movie magic doesn't get made without a little bit of liquid fuel. We'll put that off camera somewhere. Um, liquid fuel, aka water for me. That's because you're a natural human being. That most. I don't know. Um, Am I a natural human being? Because most people would drink caffeine. Well, because that's a whole <laughs> other episode, I think. Uh, I, ca I can't go through this. See, I, that's a that, correct that. I can't go through this life without a little bit of a salve, some sort of butter to slip me through things. Gets rough otherwise. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, I'm really excited. This is going to be a really cool thing, I think. And um, You think? I know. <laughs> And that's actually a really good segue into the name of uh, the podcast. So I'm Robert, founder, chief creative of Master Collective, and I'm really humbled to be able to introduce this first episode of a podcast my friend and business collab partner Heidi is doing. It's called Being Master. So thank you for allowing the Gatewood Home Share to host your first recording. I'm super excited. Uh, I doubt that you're... You're definitely more excited than I am. I and am. I'm excited as much as I can be. I am. I am so excited. I think I like woke up at like 2.30 this morning and I was like, oh, I get to record my podcast. It came together, not that quickly, but it kind of came together pretty fast. So I'm really excited. How are you feeling about actually doing this thing, making a podcast in general? So I have, I'm, I'm a little weird maybe. Just a little? <laughs> Just a little bit. So I have like random things that I want to do in my life, um, and being on a being and creating a podcast is one of those items. And so I'm super excited about this because it's like I get to go, yeah, I made a podcast, and I check that off the box. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting thing to try and want to do. So why podcasting specifically? What about making one? important to you or interesting yeah so I think it's just um, an outlet to be able to understand other people's stories and tell um, stories from different perspective that you know I love to read okay um, you know I love interviewing people so it kind of gives that wraparound that's interesting because I mean obviously podcasts are terribly they're accessible now they're really popular they're not hard to make um but they are hard to land and finish so it's really awesome that you kind of within the short space of me knowing you told me about what your interest was <laughs> and we turned around and did it um so what you just told me what like podcasts are but what is being master what like what is that to you sure um for me, I think it's like a collaboration, um, like we said before. Uh, we got to meet in a unique, Very you know, unique. <laughs> circumstance, which I'm sure we'll get into at I'm, some point. I'm certain it'll happen, right? <laughs> uh, so it's taking the concepts of my brand, of being who you are, and really understanding that part of you. And then moving into more of yours, and yours is like Master Collective, mm -hmm. and being creative and things like that. So the combination of it together, I just, it just spoke. <laughs> That's awesome, because I'll be honest, to me it was a very interesting thing when that came out of your mouth about branding this thing. The idea of being, it's been, it stuck with me, right? But mastery has been my focus for the last 15 years. I hadn't really thought about the existing while doing that part, so... Yeah, that brand fusion is really awesome, and uh, I'm excited to see how we end up 
driving a podcast about those two things forward. Like, what would you even want to talk about on a platform that's being mastered? What are we talking about? Yeah. So when I was thinking, okay, where do we take it from here? Like, everybody has podcasts, you know? People have podcasts. (laughs) We all want to talk. We all want to connect. (laughs) Um, But for me, it's really about uh, how to improve life that you want to live. Um, the community that you live in, your business, um, where you work, and, you know, just throwing in some other random things. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Um, not that you asked and not that you needed to, but, like, I, you kind of hit every point that I'd ever want to talk about in this kind of a context. Because, like you said, everyone has a podcast, which may be dropping a note about something to keep your eye on other than this space, which you definitely need to subscribe to. Um <laughs> It's an interesting thing to find the world we came out of professionally and your perspective on how to be a professional and a well-rounded one in those kinds of spaces because connecting to people is cool. The situations don't always allow for connecting to happen in a healthy way. And it seems like your brand kind of naturally leads toward people doing stuff the right way, which is I'm, I'm very excited about seeing how further that conversation moves. Yeah, it's uh it's an interesting time being a host of a podcast. I didn't know it exist at Christmas time. <laughs> like and I don't know, at the time of recording, guys, it's just after my birthday. It's just now spring. Like uh, Heidi moves really quick. Oh, that's a really good way to I, I I described a thing about Heidi, but generally who who is Heidi? Who are you? Sure. Um so I'm not going to give you like <laughs> <laughs> the introduction that people give during an interview because I find that cheesy. Like I've sat through a lot of interviews where people are like, I'm X years old and I have, um, <laughs> because I think those are just statistics of you Okay. versus like, who are you? Um, I'm a person that loves to learn. Okay. I'm a person that loves to connect with people. Um, I love growing and trying new things. Um, when I say I'm going to do something, I have a lot of follow through I on it. I kind of have noticed. <laughs> um, I do have a family, um, but I think you'll see them. I'll tell stories sure. about them. Um, but for the most part, I probably won't reference them or what my personal life in that realm sure. is um, just because of... The experience I've had in the past where, and I'm just going to put it out there, um, when I was an executive director, I had to terminate an employee and, um, you know, they had some substance use and that's why they they were terminated. Certainly. But they came after my family on a social media aspect. So for the privacy of my family and protection of them, um, we probably won't touch a whole lot of, there might be topics, it might be... um, Things like that, but I hold my my family very sacred, um, and and to the to the heart. Sure. Um, beyond that, I love psychology. I love, actually, I love being outside. So growing up, um, I was I would go four wheeling and fishing and build forts that we shouldn't climb in. <laughs> These are all things that a person can do for sure. Uh, I feel like I'm putting a, I'm going to put a pin in that because I don't know how much of that happens in Cleveland, which I'm I'm guessing implies you not didn't necessarily grow up here. I did not. Okay. 
I did not. So I am originally from Minnesota. Okay. I can, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> in, in time, it'll track me also. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes my words come out and people are <laughs> yeah. like, where are you from? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so, but in, in the summers, I would spend time in Canada at my grandparents' cabin. Um, so we got to enjoy the outdoors there. Sure. Um, but I, I'm originally from the Twin Cities, so also a little bit of a city girl. Yeah. Um, lived in Arizona. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm guessing for education, because I don't know why a Minnesotan goes to Arizona for fun otherwise. Or um, for family, maybe? No. It, it, Just because? Well, because it was really cold one winter. <laughs> and that was enough? <laughs> and that was enough. Like, the kids had 11 days of school because it was so cold. And I I was packing boxes, and we were moving. That, there was no oh, stopping. Oh, so you moved, like you just left. I'd like, I mean, my husband had maybe a couple months to adjust, but I, w- I, was, I was moving. <laughs> January, I told everybody we were moving. By July, we moved. Okay, so this 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 tracks then. Okay, <laughs> that makes more sense. Um, so after we lived there, then I also lived in Wisconsin, central Wisconsin, and then I found my way to Ohio. <laughs> for which I'm very grateful. Um, I don't know that you moved here for the weather. Um, I'm guessing it was for um, <laughs> at least one of someone in the family had either a, a school or a, a job reason. Right? It, it was. Yeah. Um, it was for my job. Um, and I was an executive director for the YMCA of Greater Cleveland. Oh, very cool. Um, and that's kind of what brought us here. But really, I fell in love with people here, the culture. I love food. And oh, well, this is a good town for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and I love living by the lake. I mean, you can't go wrong on a really crappy day. You can go <laughs> sit by the lake and just watch it. <laughs> yep. My mother and you will be friends for that reason, if only that reason. Uh, I don't get as much lake as you imagine, given where I'm from and such. Like, I don't go that far north unless it's a, you know, a party or, you know, honey hut maybe. That's kind of it. But, yeah, that's that's a very an eclectic sort of experiences that lead to a person that I'm talking to. It makes more sense to put yeah. all of those things together. Um, I don't know. And I guess, so the script says I'm supposed to talk about myself. I really don't want to do too much of that. Cause like I said, I'm the creative guy met Heidi and um, I guess I can say that I've served in a variety of, of nonprofit boards. I care about my neighborhood a ton neighborhood being Collinwood in the city of Cleveland. Um, Graphic design was my first professional foray into being creative because I wasn't really an artist. Didn't flow enough for that. Um, but I also wasn't structured enough to be a business management <laughs> graduate. Like, that wasn't happening. Um, and, yeah, got a job out of college doing the graphic design stuff in-house downtown Cleveland. Got an RFP put into a local community development corp who said, hey, we need this project branded. I threw my hat in the ring. They said, yeah, quit my job. Um, and and downhill thereafter. So that kind of a thing kind of led to, that's why Master Collective was a brand I wanted to create. Master being the verb form, not the noun. And collective meaning together. I see myself kind of like a Nick Fury type. Yeah. All of my friends, family are temple strategists and partners that do their own thing. They have their own trilogy of movies, but then we come together to fight the big bad. Um, so yeah, the opportunity to meet you. Um, I'm going to leave a lot of those deets to the remainder of the podcast series, because I'm sure they'll come out, but like it was the first opportunity I had to really find a professional in a role because I was a 
how can I say that? I was on the executive team <laughs> for a board of directors looking for leadership. So that process led to finding someone like you. And that experience told me that there's a lot of need for it in stuff. So a platform like this to talk about the ins and outs and you caring about the human and me caring about the, well, I'm still human. You are Because humans human. say that. Humans absolutely say they're human all the time. Well, and, and so, um, like, you gave us a brief history of, like, your work. Sure. But, like, <laughs> we need to know just, like, some teeny bits about, like, Robert I, the person. Because, I, like, I started you out. Did, you did. You started with the person. And I don't, I don't know. That's, I feel like that's the good parallel between us. That's how that'll work. So I'll need help <laughs> uh, guiding me to conversation. Like, I don't know. I like video games. Okay. I like energy drinks, evidently. <laughs> um, I wear lots of gray, and I don't know. You give me a give me a prompt, Heidi. What can what what should I what should our listeners know about me, given that what they know about you already? Okay, so I think that they should know why you care about your community. Uh, so I've been in therapy for two years, um, and I learned that a good portion of it is my observing the quality that I see outside of the community inside it, but there being a misunderstanding internally of what we actually have. Um, that's kind of why I wanted, excuse me, that's kind of why I wanted to start my business the way I did anyway. I wanted to provide Coca-Cola brand value to you know mom and pop businesses because if you don't present yourself correctly, no one will pro- properly process you. Um, so yeah, I think the reason I care is because I think they don't know how to do the do the caring, do the expressing of their quality without feeling a little less than because we've been so disadvantaged for so long. Like that's kind of why, I think. Partly also because I don't like moving around a lot. Like <laughs> um, so you've been in three you lived in three states oh, minimum. Four. Four? Because Minnesota Wisconsin Oh no, yeah, Arizona. I keep that's too far west <laughs> for my brain. <laughs> Uh, I have lived in exactly one state. I lived in one city. I've lived on one side of one city. And I've lived probably within 15 miles of every other place I've ever lived. When you look like, like if I actually, I need to break that down actually. That'd be a fun diagram. But uh, yeah, I'm as Cleveland as it gets. I'm born at Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital in Euclid. Probably going to get buried at Lakeside. Not going to, I'm actually not going to get buried, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, that's. Um, that's we'll save that for yeah. a different episode. <laughs> um, Collinwood High School, Cleveland State University. Like, and St. Francis, which I loved dearly. It was a Catholic school I went to for eight years. So I went to three schools, lived in three houses, lived in one neighborhood. Two neighborhoods. Sort of St. Clair Superior-ish. Um, so yeah, I'm, that's that's kind of why. The, the neighborhood needs to know it's as good as it is because it can't see it. So when you are thinking about who Robert is and his connections to people, <laughs> I'm trying. Like you, you, you pulled the human part out. I'm not used to that. <laughs> um, what should people know about your inner circle? That's too deep a question. I don't. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess for me, I'd need to know who. Okay, I actually have a way to frame that. Um, I attach to whomever cares about something I care about. And I say it that way because, like, no one cares about everything I care about, and I don't care about everything you care about. But where we attach, that's where we're attached. So depending on how important that thing is to you, that's how close you are to me. 
I don't know my inner circle actually it's it's kind of a quantum circle it doesn't actually exist but it always exists like I don't have I'm, I'm, I'm an only child I guess quickly do you have any siblings I do so you're a siblings person I'm a non-siblings person I think that inspires a lot but if you're looking at it from a psychology standpoint sure I could be also considered just a single child because we are six Far- years apart oh wow okay but on the other hand I was my sister and I are very close sure so so a little of both. I don't yeah I think I have qualities of little bit of both um but I'm I'm super grateful I have my sister of course and I'm grateful to not have any <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, but I do I've I've been fortunate to make a lot of amazing relationships with um women and, and non-men throughout the course of my life I've always had a more difficult time connecting with dudes outside of interests like but I found it the reverse with with non-dudes like we connect and then the interests kind of fall in um so my inner circle is kind of it's amorphous it moves day to day I feel like I have a pretty tight if, like I, I don't know if you were on MySpace at the time I had a top eight it never changed a lot <laughs> Uh, I will tell you, I did not have. <laughs> How I did, did you not, not have a mic? You'll learn that, like, I kind of go against the grain sometimes, and because oh every- no, really, <laughs> <laughs> and because everybody was on it, I was like, I can't be on it. That's fair. That's, I'm, and I literally, I have profiles on social media you don't know exist right now like I just I have to be wherever people kind of can be and again I think that pairs really well yeah I kind of sit there I'm not really engaged but no I have a top eight it changes like the but my closest friends I've known since high school or I recently met like it doesn't time doesn't matter it's all relative so yeah I don't that's I think that answered your question sure cool so tell me a little bit about like Gatewood Homeshare Oh, great. You know, we're great. here. We're here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, it's an amazing, it's really, it, it's, and, and honestly, it's a little bit of an overwhelming thing because I don't, I'm, I'm living day to day. So if you look backwards 36 months, it's like, how did we do that? Um, so it's a space where at 532 185th Street, um, it's my mother and stepfather's building their business. Um, I help with a lot of the back-end design stuff, but the home share exists as a, a venue for people to use for events and a community center. So people can't, they can come out and do stuff like we're doing or have a business con- consult meeting themselves if they're members or have a family memorial, have all of the things kind of exist in, in the space and we're open during the day for this use in UPS. So when packages, when we don't want them walking off your porch, they come here. Um, after hours, my mom hosts tons of events on Friday nights, and um, we'll be doing family-oriented uh, programming on Saturdays. Uh, Gamer Haven, which is the floor we're on technically, um, creative co-working, video game development, video game play, and and master collectives, creative <laughs> stuff off camera, which is intentional. Like, you if you've ever seen a creative or a graphic designer's room or a desk, you understand. Um, he has all the gadgets and gadgets. <laughs> I need fewer. I need to use them, and I'm getting opportunities to. So, yeah, that's what the home share is, just a space, a resource for anyone to walk in. Hey, I want to start a business. Hey, I want to do something with my family, and we can guide them to our connections or resources if we got them. Um, and it's here in Collinwood, right? We are, we are absolutely. <laughs> We're in, Collinwood. Uh, yeah, uh, literally wear it all over my body. Um, 
but yeah, we started up the street across the street from the LaSalle Theater when I, it was properly Gamer Haven. COVID happened, and just prior to COVID, multiple street closures happened. So we revisited whether we were going to have a lease or not. My mom had been looking at buildings. We just reoriented our family business around her piece, and Gamer Haven started accenting it versus her piece accenting Gamer Haven. So that's kind of how that came together. It's, uh, it's a wild time. That's Weird. exciting, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really grateful that, like, again, I don't know how easy it is to deploy a podcast from idea concept to execution in a month without a space like it. Like, there are very few opportunities in, in a place like our neighborhood to do that. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm, like, super grateful because, like I said, I have random things. <laughs> I want to do it. That I want to do. <laughs> um, the world's like, well, it takes some time. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Just got to find the right people. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, uh, so I, I'm grateful for for this space, for you, for, you know. Well, we're, we're, we're glad to have you and um, movie relationships now with all of the, many of the movers and shakers. I'm certain there are people we still don't know, but like um, a huge supporter of ours has been the Observers, Collinwood and Euclid Observers. I've helped on the design side there. We write very frequently, so definitely read every Observer. If you see it at a local coffee shop or at the home share or whatever, pick it up, read it. Um, the sponsors that pay for ads help keep free journalism happening in the neighborhood, which is awesome. Um, you know, there are a lot of neighborhood organizations doing the best they can, and we just wanted to be a part of that kind of a conversation. Yeah. But for you, like, now that the podcast exists, technically, we've been going for a good minute. I feel like you did a good job explaining expressing yourself what do you hope to have happen in this season like and i'm saying season i might be over estimating <laughs> but perhaps we've planned a little bit we have planned maybe a little bit i don't know and we tend to just you know go and run mm -hmm. <laughs> um i'm really hoping to be able to bring on some people to highlight different things in the okay. community um we'll talk about different aspects of just general life mm -hmm. um and just seeing where it takes us so I'm, I'd be excited to see where this goes. Um, beat. I think it would make a lot of sense then for the first subject that we actually get into. Um, so I, for the sake of the listener, uh, we did have a little bit of a preparation. <laughs> Heidi's <laughs> instinct is not to prepare as deeply because she wants to be able to have the conversation naturally, which I appreciate. Uh, first one, being a non-Clevelander, you have, a, you have a perspective on how Clevelanders view themselves. What What is that perspective? Um, Cleveland loves Cleveland, and I love that about Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> I cannot disagree that we love ourselves. Oh, and I would argue it's a we, we have a weird self-love. A very weird self-love. <laughs> like, again, I've lived in like four different states now. and Can you just tell me, literally speaking, has there ever been a city where it's like I heart... What city did you live in, Ayers? Or like, I heart Phoenix. Like, are people walking around their city like wearing Phoenix clothes? And... <laughs> no. Like, I mean, I'm sure some people are like, oh, you know, I like. But or no. like sports teams or whatever. But no, like, no, we just like, wear. You can tell us. you're from Cleveland <laughs> when you have the 216 or you have the I love Cleveland or Clevelander or Collinwood All or day, like, whatever. <laughs> Whatever it is that's related to... And I'm literally never leaving it. So it's like, why am I wearing my name in my... Like, it's... I can't tell you why. It's it's a pride thing, I swear. Yeah. I think it is. I, I think 
that oftentimes, which it shouldn't, mm. Cleveland gets a bad rap. Oh, of course. Um, I mean, our river caught fire and blah, blah, blah. Like, we've, yeah, like, you know, and <laughs> please. I, I kayak on that river, and it's like, It's amazing. Know? Yeah, and people don't know the new. They're still talking about 1978. Yeah, I think that's just, that's their fault. <laughs> they should really just come to Cleveland, and then they'll see, like, Oh, we got it going on. Metro parks? Metro parks are awesome. Like? Don't use them as often as I need. Again, I have one two blocks from me. I can just walk a two, I think it's a two mile trail. And it takes like a quarter of a mile to get there. Yeah. Everyone does. I know those things. I don't know if that's, but I don't know if we love Cleveland because of those things. It's a weird. No. It's. It's a hard conversation. I don't understand where our interest comes from. I love it. It's in, it's intrinsic in me. I feel like it's oozing out of me all of the time. I mean, but. yeah, and you guys love your sports teams. Like they could be god awful. I'm not saying they are, okay, guys. I'm just saying that well, they could be god awful. They have and been. You, okay. Yeah. Uh. And like, <laughs> um, and you guys still love them. Isn't that what everybody does? No. <laughs> Perfect. No. <laughs> um, we have a lot of bandwagoners. Like... When you grew up when, as a kid, what was the team of the family? Did the family enjoy sports stuff? Um, yeah, I up? mean, periodically, I would say in-laws probably enjoy sports stuff a lot more. I could imagine. <laughs> um, but, like, Vikings were pretty predominant. Yeah. You know, your twins... Twins were very hot when the when and, the and, then Indians were as well. So, and, and Timberwolves yeah. when they had Kevin Garnett. Yeah. You know. Did you ever own a sports jersey as a kid? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love sports. Well, you do, but yeah. the parents bought. So I was just like. I think I did. I wonder just what degree you know like that is <laughs> that that trauma has passed from generation <laughs> down. Um, See, my parents weren't into sports like that. Okay. So if it was. A jersey that I had, which I think I had a Timberwolves jersey, to be honest. Probably a Wally Derby, I bet. <laughs> no. No? What's wrong with Wally World? I don't know. I don't know why I love Wally <laughs> World so much. And I had no attachment to the, the, the Timberwolves. Just love Wally. No, Kevin Garnett was... KG was that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I would say that would probably me being sparking that purchase, not them going, hey. here, have some, like, yeah. That's fair. So. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, my mom, I mean, I'm pretty certain the the Browns weren't good yet, but she was a hardcore Browns fan the year I was born. But I can remember my first, like, basic (laughs) memories. I was like four or five when John Elway lost. Like, I remember being, standing at the TV and everyone's, like, suffering. Like, I remember (laughs) that feeling. Like, and there's lots of pictures this high. Number 19, Bernie wore that helmet. Like, all the way, then they took the Browns. And I think that's probably a bigger flashpoint for our generation. When they took the Browns in 95, I was 12. Yeah. The 12 to 15 window for boys particularly, that's kind of when... Oh, yeah. So (laughs) you ripped that, and my mom was heavy on it. So we were literally... I won't say that. I will (laughs) say that there were many opportunities to be in public square when we were voicing our displeasure with the decision. And then the former mayor... Um, Mike White helped lead that whole thing. Like, li- I'd, I'd have to find that picture and show you. Where we have the streamers. They brought the team back. Me and my mom were downtown wearing the stuff. Like, I remember that moment. And I think at that moment, I stopped caring whether they were good or not. I was going to be just 
ridiculously for the Browns. And maybe that's where it comes from. You know. Like, um, the love for your guys' And walking sports. around my city with people, <laughs> like, the, jo- the I've never experienced joy like that night and the night the Cavs won. Those were the two best nights of my life. I will say, the night that the Cavs won, um, I did get a few pictures from my cousin. She was downtown. She, I wonder if we hugged. We probably she, hugged. There's a good <laughs> chance. I mean, if you were close to, you know, a fire truck or maybe on a fire truck, there's a good chance. I mean, I'm sure there were at least three or four because <laughs> we were at Parnell's under the under the uh, the, the 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 square at uh, Star Plaza. Came out of Parnell's, ran across the street, didn't care about lights. Cars stopped. It was an ama- it literally was surreal. Yeah, so I'm certain that we because th- 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 there was no crime. Like for a three hour window, everything was perfect. Yeah, because Cleveland loves Cleveland. <laughs> your t- did any team you lived somewhere in ever win a title? I think that. Twins. While you were still living there. Did. I think so. I was really young then. Do you like, understand? I remember like watching it on TV, but not fully understanding it. So this, this tells me. Like 91. This tells Cleveland. <laughs> well, in, let's see, in 1991, Eric Metcalf, uh, we, we went, I went to a game at Municipal State. The, the, I'll, I'll finish that story later. But like, I think they won. Like there's, I can't even fathom. Like it, it, and then you know what? That's probably the thing that's distinct between uh, cities. I just, it's hard for me to imagine it's that different. Well, it could just be me too, though. It could be because okay, like, that's fair. Because I'm sure people are gonna be like, she doesn't know sports. I do know sports, guys. You actually really know sports. I do. I do. Um, but um, yeah. it's just not a part of your your it's identity. My... Like it is deeply woven into me. So when and I'm only going to touch this here. You're going to catch this more on my podcast later. The thing that is afflicting the Browns in terms of some of their hiring decisions, that thing affecting people is complicated. It shouldn't be complicated, but it's so woven into my identity that trying to negotiate is hard, where it would possibly be less hard for people where it's not so tied into everything. Yeah, I mean, I think that... You know, if anything ever touches, like, the core of you and is, like, woven into your DNA, and it's then you get a co- conflicting message, it's like, how do I deal with this? Because you got to deal. So what is like that for Heidi? What is... So Cleveland less Cleveland, Robert is probably Cleveland personified. Pretty close. I think so. What are you? Like, like what... Well, I don't what, even know if it's what is... What are, you, are you Minnesota? Are you... Like, you know what I mean? Like, you've been in enough places. Would you say that you feel an intrinsic deep tie to any of the places um, that way. I think that I have a part of my heart is in each place. Um, you know, people are like, where's your favorite place to live? Um, I don't have one because I actually truly love each individual place and people that I've met there. Mm-hmm. Um, their cultures that each of them bring. I think that is what I've fallen in love with. That's my DNA. Nice. Um, you know, you have your Minnesota nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> down in Phoenix, it's just, it's a different pace. Yeah. I mean, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in Wisconsin, we come back up to the Midwest and working hard. And that work ethic, I yeah. think, comes through. And then you come to Ohio, and I think this has really felt more like home when 
as I was traveling sure. through all those places. Sure. So when you, like, I guess as a Clevelander, and this is a conversation probably for your listeners as much as it is for mine, <laughs> um, I've always had this separation of Cleveland from Ohio. They're not the same thing. Like, there is, you could say you're from Ohio. And I, I, as a Clevelander, I don't know what that means. And it takes someone from outside to say, no, you're not that far from people who come from Columbus like this. But for me, like I'm not from Ohio. I'm from Cleveland. Like that distinction, and that's probably another Cleveland heart, Cleveland thing. I, but, but I do the same thing now. And really? maybe it's just because I've been here for so long. We, like we, when, we seep into you. That's you know, I mean. like. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird turn of phrase. So, like, where are you? Like, where are you from? And I'm like, hmm, that's that's an interesting question. <laughs> I don't, hmm. Which kind of answer do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but when I'm identifying, like, a state, Ohio, but, sure. like, where? Because Ohio Cleveland. could be. Ohio is Cincinnati. It's Canton. Right. It's, it's Akron. It's Cleveland. It's Toledo. Yeah. And Toledo and Cleveland are not. No, they are not the same. <laughs> and I have love and family yeah. in all of the places. Uh, but it's not, it's a weird, it, and I, I guess, because I never move, I guess that thing, does that thing not translate? I just presumed every state has that, where it's like, well, so yeah, you got Minnesota. You got Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what another city in Minnesota is. I haven't done I my, mean, you have Minneapolis, St. Paul is Saint the Paul. capital. <laughs> I used to, I was, I came in second place for National Geography being fourth grade, so I'm letting all of my teachers down right now. Um, oh, that's rough. But how similar are those two cities? You know what I mean? Like, they're is distinct. It, yeah. Like, they're very distinct. But um, they don't like, I won't say we fight each other, but Cleveland is like to fight cities, that's another thing. No, I don't think that they would fight each other. <laughs> um, but what I do think is interesting here and you know maybe we will touch on this some sure. point in our you know this podcast or sure. whatever in the season or maybe a couple seasons from now sure <laughs> plant the flag <laughs> um is the history of cleveland mm-hmm. and the divide between the east and the west and the racial divides and um i think without understanding those concepts mm-hmm. we can't understand who we are currently the B part um, to be able to then move on to that mastery and that's an, it, such a frustrating and the, uh, I'll, I'll say that for the viewers viewers consideration I think about things that make me happy and I get mad like that I'm working on that in therapy but the <laughs> B and master are necessary components either can't exist properly without the other sure. like I didn't I did not think that before we had our first meeting because it's like no you can master anything anytime however you, you don't need to be present that's not true no not if you're actually trying to master properly because you have to first start with yourself M- mastery begins within it absolutely does yeah um but yeah i think the city is very well disassociative we don't actually know ourselves we know our pocket and we know what people think of us so like I think that's part of why we wear it on our sleeve, too. Like, yep, my river caught fire. Yep. Side note, you probably don't know that because it's super <laughs> Cleveland-specific. But the reason you can't have bottle tops on bottles in any sports arena anymore is us. Thank you very much. They should have not reversed the call against Christy Morgan. But they did, and they ended the game. And Bottlegate happened when we were whipping bottles at the... We did that. We <laughs> We set standards around here. And there are good ones, too. It's just that's the most interesting one. <laughs> um, 
I mean, yeah. So, like, we own all of the stuff people think of us, but don't actually know ourselves. What did we actually do? So, yeah, I feel like you conversing with your skill set. And you, you mentioned psychology a couple times now. Mm-hmm. Is that a professional experience? Do you just like human psychology? So, I do love human psychology. <laughs> I love, like, understanding how people think and what why people do the things that they do. Um, I am getting my clinical master's degree right now. Because, I mean, I mean, why, why not? not? Uh, it, it, it was actually something on my list. <laughs> <laughs> so is this an actual physical list or is it's it a mental, a mental list? It's just a mental list. Like, I wanted to uh, marry somebody. Mm-hmm. So I'm ordained, so I can marry people in the state of Ohio. <laughs> I'm guessing that occurred before we met. You didn't, like, accomplish that? In no. The, okay. It was, like, before we met. It was during COVID, and my best friend wanted to get married. So I was like, oh, this is perfect opportunity. <laughs> so I'll marry you then. <laughs> because that's what normal people do. Yeah. Um, and that's the other thing. I don't think it's not that it's the fact that you do it proves it can be done. You are special. But we all are special <laughs> all in different special. ways. And that's an interesting problem to solve. Like, well, I have a list of things to do. Okay, we'll start at list point one and... Yeah. Move. That's so particular. Like, that's a very Heidi thing. So you're going to do a podcast. You're going to get your master's. We're marrying people. What else are we doing? Are we... Um, we did just launch um, Be and Blossom. We did. Yes, Amazing we did. Amazing um, segue. So <clears throat> what is Be and Blossom? Like, what, what are you doing? Um, so it's my consulting company. Yay. I know. I'm super excited. Um, go check out the website. Well, and that's Be and, A-N-D, yep. Blossom. B-L-O-S-S-O-M dot com. Yes. Cool. Um, and you can follow me on social medias, you know, yeah. the regulars. Yeah. Um, Except Facebook, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> 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 um, but no, it's my consulting company. Um, it gives a wide range of ability to connect with people, you know, anywhere from the individual to the board to the whole organization's project-based larger projects. Um, I have a lot of experience in nonprofit work and executive director role, um, just revitalizing nonprofits, restarting them from grassroots, just coming in and, um, changing things. So I was like, Hey, I think this might fit at perfect time. I mean, I don't see why not. Even if you want to have a role, you know. In a more traditional sense at, a, at an organization. I don't, this is a master collective thing. I don't know why anyone doesn't just have that thing. Whatever the thing is you care about. And you can determine to what degree is your is your passion. But you creating that is very, it was very, um, I, was, I was not surprised, but I was very proud to see you just do the thing that clearly was you to begin with. Like, this is what you are. Yeah, I mean, I think just a, along the lines of my career. Mm. Um, each spot taught me something different and led me to like this point in my sure. life and being able to really now showcase that mm-hmm. and be available and to connect with people on, on that level that they need to be connected with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited to use my talents, uh, especially here in Cleveland. I'm not going, all <laughs> I will say is we have a very vibrant, large, diverse nonprofit community across the board, every kind you could think of. And I'd argue from my perspective, just as Robert's opinion, we need more um, creative and an innovative thinking around some of the problems that have faced this because how you solve problems kind of dictates what comes out and what resources we have. So 
Yeah. I'm doing the best I can to dance around what I want to say <laughs> the problems require. Uh, we'll save that as a tease for the next uh, episode. But yeah, like, yeah, you being in this role of your the head, the CEO and president, I'm mm-hmm. guessing the right, yes. of an org that you founded to solve problems like that, it's a voice that's missing, I think. So I'm really excited to see how it helps echo and make stuff better. I'm excited for it. And I think um, being a female. That's another, and, and that being, might be another note, put a pin in that. That's an entire yeah. conversation. Being a female and being able to lead and um, having the confidence to to lead mm-hmm. in um, sometimes not welcoming space. I could, I could say something, <laughs> but I'll just wait and listen better because I've learned that. Uh, no, it's going to be a really interesting path through us recording this and we're you know it's episode one and the the other i'll say one of the semi last things i want to mention is like you kind of just got to do stuff like and be comfortable with whatever the result is and then get better after doing it that's the only way to get better hey i mean we're just practicing here right practicing life i guess so yeah because it's all i mean you've never done it before I've never been in this day before, so I'm doing it the best I can. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a really interesting space to find a place where a, pl- a platform like this, we talk about um, professional stuff um, and you being the person that you are, see the tether between the humanity of processes and I being the meat popsicle robot that I am <laughs> that's learning to that he's a real boy. But there is a human <laughs> component to even what I'm doing. It's going to be a really cool uh, conversation space. So, yeah, I'm um, wondering, is there anything else you wanted to share with the audience for this first quick episode? Because it feels like we've talked a while, but we really haven't. Um, I'm just really excited. I'm grateful for you and grateful for the people that are going to be listening to this. And I hope people grow and learn and really blossom into who they need to be. Very cool. Well, I feel like that's an awesome place to wrap up episode one. But, yeah, like I mentioned... This is going to be a serial. We're probably going to have more episodes um, ready than (laughs) is typical for podcast drops. But I'm really excited about some of the subjects, possible some of the people. And yeah, if you guys enjoyed it, gals, folks, people of all sorts, uh, definitely be sure to subscribe. uh, Follow Heidi on all of the platforms that she chose to be on (laughs) and follow me on the ones that she's not on. But be in Blossom, uh, be in Blossom.com. You'll see that stuff. Uh, mastercollective.us you'll find me there and yeah we'll be talking soon i'm sure yep very cool